Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I've been out for so long Longer now than I was in and I ain't saying I'm some cowboy Right now I'd go back again But I'm so thankful for my family My wife and I two kids Oh, most nights I thank God They don't know where I've been We be painted on our faces We be learned to walk the wire Well, they fed us just like lions And they watched us jump through fire The way we walked around in circles The way we worked into the ground Well, I may not miss the circus But I dance, you'll miss clowns Oh, damn, I miss those clowns So this why you find me out here 
in a place you never felt. And I know that you don't understand. And I pray you never will. We be painted on our faces. We be learned to walk wide. Where they fed us just like lions. We be walked round in circle. We be worked into the ground. Well, I may not miss the circus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, to the Paddle and Finn Pad Podcast Network. It's me, Gene, your host of the TPO Doc Talk. Let's kick this pig. And welcome to another edition of the TPO Doc Talk. It's me, Gene. How in the heck is everybody doing out there in the paddling fin country? Man, I got to tell you something. This is super, super cool that we are broadcasting to you now on the Paddle and Fin Network. We're still where we always have been at the TPO, True Patriot Outfitters, of course. Roman's Warrior Foundation is who makes it all happen for us. 
They are the mothership. One thing, if you were watching before we went live, you saw Tyler J. there, one of our Stop 22 artists. I have made a promise to a couple brothers here that we're going to make sure we open every show with this. If you know of a veteran, if you know of an active military or a first responder, a former first responder, if you know of one in your family, in your friend circle, reach out to them, call them. Check on them always. Make sure they're doing all right. Make sure they know you are there. If you are one of those individuals out there and things start getting a little dark, listen, man, call your battle buddy. Get them on the phone. Better yet, if you can't find a battle buddy, you call the True Patriot Outfitters. Hit me up on any one of our socials. More importantly, the bigger network, the Romans Warrior Foundation. We got your six. We care about you. We love you. And I'm just going to end it with that. You are never, ever alone. There's a lot of sources out there, and we're going to remind that on a daily. Stop 22 until there are none. That is our mission. We're never going to stop and uh, and just let our brothers and sisters out there know that we are here. All right, dude, let's get this thing started, man. Two and a half, almost three years ago, we had this little show start. And I was new to the kayak game. I hadn't uh, really known too much about it, but I started doing my research, of course. I wasn't new to tournament fishing, so I started looking up, all right, who are the guns? Who are the big guys out there that, that set the stage? And who, who are we looking to, you know, to, to follow? One name kept coming up over and over and over and over again. While I started doing some research on this man, and I realized, you know what? This dude is a United States Navy veteran as well. So how perfect of a fit for our show is this guy just so happens he is the OG and he came on our little show when we had like 12 subscribers way back when well, I called him up to celebrate the news about paddling Finn and he said you know I'm down brother let's bring him into the show here Mr. Jody Queen joining us again how in the heck are you sir hey guys I'm doing good Gene how are you doing you know I'm not doing as good as you right now because you in some right. nice weather down there in Harris Chain it's getting here. It's been slow coming, man, but uh, it's supposed to be 75 tomorrow, and uh, I can't wait to get out of the water tomorrow. I bet. Have you been on the water yet, or are you just getting settled in, getting everything uh, in? Get settled in, and then uh, tomorrow will be my kickoff day, and uh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, a few guys have been out today. I've been getting some pictures. You know how everybody, they, they, they send you those rub-it-in pictures. Right. <laughs> There's already been some good ones caught, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, let them win practice. That's all right. They can do that. (laughs) That's right, man. You know, that's the thing. It's uh, um, we're always. So the last two places I lived, Minnesota, now Colorado, it's like the season always gets going early for everybody else. And I see y'all down there talking about, well, we got spawning fish. And I'm like, bro, mine are still fish sticks up here. What do you mean spawning? (laughs) I know, man. It's crazy. I look for them to move up this week, too. We're going to have a good moon this weekend. There's a lot of warm weather. So, I mean, I'm really excited to see where it's going to end up at the end of the week. I was going to say, how has the weather looked coming into it compared to what you're seeing now? Is it kind of similar, holding tight, or is it a lot of change? It's just now starting to stabilize. Uh, The nights are going to stay in the upper 50s and the low 60s for the rest of the week. And uh, just last night, it was down in the 30s. So, uh, you know, the water's right around 57 58 degrees in a lot of places and uh you know it's just going to steadily keep climbing this weekend and we get that good moon phase in here that's hard telling what's going to happen i think there's going to be some big fish caught that's awesome man yeah this is uh so this is the opener for uh the hobie boss 
Um, got that uh, the Harris chain opener getting going. They normally usually start down there, don't they? I mean, a lot of series yeah, tend uh, to start. This is the second year we've kicked off down here on the Harris chain. And uh, last year we had over 200 entries. And uh, this year we're sitting at 145 and you have till Wednesday, uh, I think at midnight to, uh, to, to sign up. Nice. My man, Scott Brands, he's a fellow Coloradoan out here. And he's, as he said, hard for me to wrap his head around spawning fish in January. Hey, me too. When, you know, when I left the house, uh, well, I called my buddy at the house the day before yesterday. It was six degrees and the wind chill was 14 below at my house in West Virginia. Wow. So we, we live up, I live up about 2,600 feet. So we get all the worst weather you can imagine up there sometimes. And, uh, Last last I checked, we had thirteen inches of snow on the ground. So good, dude. When was the, when was the last time West Virginia seen that kind of weather? Oh, where I'm at, we get it every year. Oh, do you? Yeah, I live right in the middle of the mountains. So okay, we get a lot of that. That, that. I think uh, last year we didn't have like one big heavy snow, but we had a lot of little snows, two, three inches, four inches here and there. But. Uh, this year, but we got dumped on a little bit there last week, and it's just been really cold. But gotcha. it's been cold. See, I mean, it's the funny thing, you know. Now, I lived in Ohio for a, a stint during high school, and uh, you'd think I'd remember that. That yeah, we get snow out there, dude. It's not that far south, you know. And when you look yeah. at the thing, but since living in Minnesota and then living out here in Colorado. Um, you know, I always think any other state out there is just like 50 and 60 through December and March, you know, it's like, I'm always jealous no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's strange too. Once you come down out of the mountains, get over into the Ohio river Valley in that area, it's, it's a lot different. And if you drop, go across into the Virginia side, you know, up around Roanoke and in Richmond, it's totally different weather that we get there. But right in the middle, you have the, the Appalachian chain that runs through there and you get up, you know, 2,600, 3,000 feet. I mean, you're going to, you get weather there. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. So it can be 10 degrees warmer, 40 miles from my house, you know, but, uh, yeah, but we, we get some weather in there for sure. I was going to say, we got the same, you know, with the Rocky mountains being right here in the foothills, there's some serious, you know, that that's a serious mountain range. And so we can, oh, we yeah. can be, we can be in 105 degree heat down here, drive 30 minutes up into the mountains and you're sitting at, you know, 60 and 70 okay. degrees, yep. you know, no problem. So it's uh, you can, those mountains, man, they, they cut that weather up for sure. They well, do. now d- down there at the Harris, this time of year, how prevalent, you know, cause like, we go, we go spring fishing. I've done a lot, you know, through Texas and down through the side there. And it's like, just gear up. Cause you're going to get wet. You know, that's going to happen. Is it similar down there in, in, uh, at the Harris chain during springtime that pretty much rains any, any day, any time? You know, usually, I mean, the, the wet weather really doesn't spoke, doesn't, it isn't supposed to start down here until after April, but, uh, they've been having a lot of wet weather down here in December, down here around Tallahassee, they had 12 inches of rain in December. So the lakes here right now, from what I can tell, they're all up. They got they're full of water. I mean, I think one of the lakes that I looked at was up about a foot. So they've had plenty of rain down here, but usually this time of year, the the winter is the drier months for Florida. Nice, nice. I actually lived in Florida for third during third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade. Um, I lived down there, but I didn't really pay attention to weather. I was more interested in everything else. But here, <laughs> man. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's uh that that that's gotta be exciting, man. So 
What is this? What season is this for you on the you've been involved with the Hobie boss since its inception, right? Since it left its its uh, scattered type routes to become a formed league. You've been with them from the beginning, right? Yeah. So I think uh, 2024 would be the fifth year for the Hobie BOS. Yeah. And uh, I, I won the very first tournament of champions uh, in the BOS. Right. And uh, I've just had good success. It's a great, it's a great format. Uh, they just allow, started allowing motors this year. It used to be all pedal. Uh, of course, you know, the Hobie drives are the best drives on the market out there for doing what I do. And so I, I once I got into the Hobie, I, it was just, that's the boat for me, you know, for tournament fishing. Uh, I mean, I, I, every company has a really good boat right now. Yep. Uh, if you go looking, I mean, the, the new, the new uh, natives, I mean, they're really good. The new Titan X, and the, I mean, there's a lot of good boats to choose from out there. I just landed yeah. on Hobie, and it's it really works for me. So that's I've stuck with them. You know, I'm new canoe through and through. I mean, I I, I mm-hmm. love Blake. I love the company. I love the product and the boats. But I'll flat out, I I can flat out say it, and all of us can say it because it's the truth. I mean, there is no drive like that Hobie drive. Um, yeah, I've been walked away in substantial current on the missouri river up at lewis and clark uh i had a full trolling motor sipping my cup of coffee chiefing away i'm a vape you know rolling up going up current and homie uh, you know homie comes up next to me in this uh in this uh, pa13 with a 360 on it and he literally we chatted for a little bit you know and he was breathing heavy i'll give him that but he pulled away from me against the current and yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, <laughs> holy hell. And he's, he had no motor. He was just all pedal drive, you know? So it's like, okay, uh, I see you. One of the biggest things that I like about the, the 360 drive is not just being able to adjust the direction that you need to be going. I mean, you can really tear a dock up with those things uh, because, you know, whatever way that arrow is pointing on your drive, that's the direction you're going to go when you pedal. So, I mean, it's just, it adds a whole different dimension to it. But what I really like about the, the their pedal drives is, is they don't pick up the grass like a prop drive does. You know, you, you, yeah. got, you got this instead of something spinning. So when you, you hit, you know, loose grass and stuff, a lot of times you can get through it pretty, pretty good. Now they'll, they'll got up on, on some stuff, but, they do a lot better in grass than most of the other drives. I think that's what I really like about them. You know, and back then, I don't know if we did it on air or not, because you and I chatted off off grid a little bit, but two and a half, almost three years ago, when we first sat down, we I hit the question with him, like, what are your thoughts on Hobie looking at motors? Because even back then, it was a topic yeah. that it seemed like, I mean, I, I understood the right. business sense, just what we've been talking. It's that drive. Right. They created a series where their drive is going to outshine, you know, just anything that's around. Yeah. So brilliant job on their part. But then I started, you know, I made the, the argument that if you truly, yes, you got the most money, I'll give you that. But if you truly want to say that the best anglers all compete there, then you got to kind of open that field up yeah. because not all the best anglers pedal. You know what I mean? It's like there's some guys out there that are run, that like their motors, and so when I saw Hobie doing this this year, I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. because I'm excited to to see Bassmaster and Hobie be able to field two great fields of anglers, and the, I know that they're working. You know, we all work together, man. They worked with us at the All American so nicely to 
you know, share schedules so that we could try to make sure our events didn't conflict with theirs because, you know, because we're not here to compete against those two series. We're here to, to show that there's enough market out there for all of us, you know, to, to work with. Um, And And so, yeah, I thought it was so cool, man, that uh, they opened it up. Yeah. And you want maximum attendance at your, at your event too. So if you're not in scheduling conflict with, Hey, Jimmy, (laughs) That's my buddy Jimmy McClurkin there. It just come up on screen. Uh, I haven't been on the water yet, Jimmy. I'm, I've uh, fooled around with my boat trying to get everything ready, and uh, I think it's going to be a power fishing and uh, probably sight fishing toward the end. But I think uh, these big females are running these flats right now, just looking for a place to spawn. They've got one thing on their minds right now. They're, they they got to find a place to spawn, and uh, the ones you know. I haven't heard of anybody actually send any fish on the nest yet. I haven't talked to a whole lot of people, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a power fishing uh, tournament. My opinion, my opinion. That's, I mean, that's just a, that's my dream. I, I'm so where I live, it's, it's a finesse game. That's what you got to do out here. You just, in just, yeah. you got to bite the bullet. I don't care when it is. If it's, you know, pre-spawn, spawn, fall dog days, yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta finesse fish out here to really get these guys to fire. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I love back, getting a chance. Back to the Hobie thing, I, I, wanted, yeah. I wanted to tell you, uh, you know, I, I really do. I, I get uh, the reluctance, you know, that Hobie has had for a long time for not allowing motors in there because I mean they built their boat around that drive. You know, yeah, and that yeah. Drive, that drive, you know, but. You know what this allows is there's a lot of people out there like me included i have my knees are all messed up from when i was in the service and, and uh there's a lot of people out there who have they're not legally handicapped but they can't get out and and pedal nine miles to be able to compete with some of these these younger people which i mean it's all good but this was going to allow some of those people to come into uh the tournament scene in the bos and and uh and like you said, the, not everybody pedals, you know. So, yeah. I mean, there's already a couple guys that have shown interest uh, that have never really fished a Hobie, but they run motors, they run bow mounts, and, and they're going to they're gonna come over and try some Hobies. So I, I think it's going to be a good thing. I do, uh, too. I think it's a great thing for the sport around. as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. So Jimmy says, heating trend with a full moon should be fun. You better believe it. I'm with you, Mark Edwards. He says, I'm lazy. I love the motor. Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) My buddy, Mark. Well, you know, I, and I always said this myself too. It's like, look, I don't need to pay you 200 bucks for you to prove you're in better shape than I am. Okay. I'll just tell you that you don't need to take my money. You know, (laughs) I'm here to fish. I'm not here for a mud runner. (laughs) That's That's right. That's right so yeah no that's uh that's super cool and you know what there's like we've said this before like anything in fishing just because it allows it doesn't mean that there's going to be some people that go do it hey man if you if you cut your teeth and you're comfortable on just using the pedal drive do her up that's how you've been winning money then keep doing it yeah and we're noticing too there's there's uh some trails coming along like drew gregory's got his his uh uh, kayak adventure series coming up Uh, we're, we're we're kind of keeping an eye on that too. I'm going to probably fish a couple of his and uh, it's more of a uh, getting, getting the rivers, getting the back places. Uh, the, the rules are a lot more, uh, I won't say lax. They're just, 
they're just more for the guy who wants to pull off on the side of the road and launch. And there's no designated launches. There's just, you just got to be on public property. And it's just uh, going to allow a lot more freedom for you to do things. You can get out of your boat, you can weight fish, you can do, you know, and uh, it kind of plays to your strengths, especially if you grew up on the river, you know, uh, like I have and like Drew has. And you want to be yeah. able to get out of that boat, man. You want to get back in these spots that's hard to get to. So that that series is going to allow that. And that's going to be, a, 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 you know, a different way for people to get into the sport. Yep. Uh, it's just the sport's still growing, Gene. It's not. Oh, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's not nearly saturated yet. You know, I mean, I think that there's going to be paddle only tournaments I've, I've started seeing those you know popping up and hey more power to it i love seeing that you know there's room for everybody right now there's a lot of people out there who don't like motors i get it there's a lot of people who don't like pedal drives i remember when pedal drives were first starting to hit the market everybody's like no i don't go to pedal drive that ain't fair that ain't right <laughs> hey it, it's it's just progression man and, and it's just the way that uh, it's going and you gotta either get on the boat or you're gonna sink you know but uh dude but you'll appreciate You'll appreciate this, Jody. I had a conversation. There was a, there was report of a club, Bass Club, out in California that banned LiveScope, right? This was that yep. they, they literally in their club banned LiveScope. And I was put on the spot and I was yep. asked about this. And yep. I wasn't on air. It was, it was at, a, at, a, uh, uh, at an event that I was at. And I said, look, I'm going I'm to shoot you straight right here. It, that's the most ridiculous thing in the world that I've ever heard of. And they're like... Well, what about advantage in this and this in price? It, because if a guy can afford this deal, and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, then no more Hobies in the damn drive, okay? I don't yeah. want to hear any more yeah. about this because yeah. I can't afford a $6,000 Hobie that's got right. that whiz-bang drive on it. And there is clearly an advantage you have over me. You know, yeah. I was like, so what? I was like, where where does it ever end? You know, so it's yeah. like. I, I use them as my goat to that. It's like, yeah, well, they've had a tech, like the guy with the $600 fishing rod. Nope. Yep. You got to use a 150 ugly stick, just like me. <laughs> hey, I, you know, I, I, I hear that a lot. I hear, I mean, the big, there's a lot of haters of forward facing sonar. They're saying it's, it's bad for the sport or whatever. But listen, this sport's going to progress whether we like it or not. Yes, and, sir. There's nobody is saying that you have to use forward-facing sonar i i do fine without it i don't use mine all the time i just there's certain places i like to use it like if i'm up on st Clair and i need to find you know some small mouth you know or you know in that open water but i mean down here in florida i mean you can use it in some spots but most of the time i'm just using side scan man and, and just dropping waypoints on isolated grass beds and you know it's just not there's not that much set. You don't get good separation when you're in that real thick grass and stuff. I mean, there's places you can use it down here. Don't get me wrong, but I feel I, you, man. I don't use mine very much down here, down South. I feel you. I'm not a scoper myself. I've had it for a couple seasons and I use it. And you'd think with the amount of offshore and no grass, straight structure fishing that I'm doing out yeah. here that I'd really engage it. But I got to tell you, it's just not my, it's not my game. And I, every time I do it, it's such a push and a force. So I yeah. was literally, I'm no kidding. This was like 10 minutes before showtime. I'm talking to a guy out here, a buddy of mine that I'm probably going to sell my entire system to him. Um, I'm going to go pick up a different brand. And, uh, cause I'm, I'm, I'm really, I love traditional sonar, man. That's my thing. And, uh, man, uh I mean, it's hard to get out of that, isn't it, Gene? I mean, it is. 
I keep second guessing it every time I say it. I'm like, eh, should I? <laughs> well, I mean, I love I love a good side scan. You know, I, yep. I love I got I use Lawrence and I love their side scan. It's, it's crystal clear, and it's just you know I can drop those waypoints on a grass edge. You know, just go around and bang, 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 and then I can back off of it. And then you, yep. You're still, you're doing pretty much the same thing. You just, you just got to find out manually if the fish are actually there. You can't see them on the screen. And I know. prefer that. I actually I even, love it. yeah, I, I want to throw that. That I throw my little, my, my little jig in there, and I want to pull through and feel mm-hmm. gravel and sand. Oh, there's sand. Oh no, we're back in rock again. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I like that that feedback that I get. It, it just too. connects me to things. So yeah, I do too. Well, cool, man. Say real quick here, uh, we're going to pay the bills here real fast. We got a really super cool event coming up for Paddle and Finn. They hold it every year. Let me roll this real quick here and uh, get your thoughts on this. Dale Hollow. That's that's like right in your neck of the woods down there, man. How you got some experience on that one, don't you? I have no experience on Dale. I'll tell you my experience on Dale Hollow was I was coming back from a tournament uh, with a buddy of mine one time and I said, Man, we're driving right by there. Let's just go up there. It was it was cold and spitting snow and the <laughs> lake was down at, at Winter Pool. We didn't even put our kayaks in. We just started walking the banks, and I was catching 19-inch smallmouth just walking the banks of that place. Good night. I, I just have not had a chance to, to get back there and fish that that uh, that fishery, but I know that it's lights out. I've been following, like, the uh, Tennessee Valley, the Tennessee anglers there, and some of those – some of those uh, tournaments they have on that lake in December are just, they're amazing. They're catching 20, 21 inch smallmouth out of it. It's just an amazing fishery. And I just haven't had the time to get over there and really, really uh, apply my trade in it. So I'm uh, that, those dates, man, um, that's a busy time of year for us here at the all American, because the following weekend is of course our big major event. The classic goes off um last year we had 196 anglers there at the classic this year with we've made it even uh tried to open it up a little bit more i'll be honest with you man i'm uh i'll be i'll go i'll go live on the air and say this i would not be overly surprised if we hit 250 um this is clubs coming from all over the nation sending their top 15 in aoi to come compete uh, right now, as it sits, you know, it's 10 grand for the first place um, and where it pays out. I mean, I think uh, uh, Josh Booth put out a, a deal for us to show the payouts based on 225 uh, entry. And I think it's paying all the way down to 20th or so, you know, that are getting some money, nice. Our, hourly big bass stuff. And then, of course, there's the team trophy. What What we do is that when you sign up, you declare what club you're fishing for. And then if you got your 15 anglers. We'll take the top five from your club, gets a collective score, and we put that so we we get to crown a team. Last year, Arkansas edged out the home field Missouri team. Moyak edged them out last year, 
And mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of blood there, but then I can also tell you, we got some Colorado clubs coming in that are hungry to bring that back to the goofy state of Colorado. Here. <laughs> I, well, I'll tell you, man, they're going. It's going to be. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. I love it when that many people show up at those events. Uh, I mean, like Hobie had a couple of tournaments or a few tournaments over 200 last year. Yeah. And it's just, man, it just makes for a, a great event when that many people show up. I love fishing. And you're getting, you're fishing against the best of those clubs that are coming in, man. I yep. mean, that's, that's great. And to have a five man team like that from each of the clubs, that's, that's perfect. It's a ton of fun. It's something that a lot of guys, you know, I know a lot of anglers that would love to travel more that can't. And for, for these guys, uh, getting to the classic is their one big event. You know, it's their one big trip. They take the entire week off. Um, this one is a little bit extra special. You'll appreciate this brother. We've got, um, the all American lock shields with the Romans warrior foundation for this upcoming season, uh, working with the Clinton, uh, chamber of commerce, their visitors bureau, they're making this happen along with Everhart's. We're bringing the Global War on Terror's Wall of Remembrance. That mobile monument's coming in, and we're going to set that up right in the parking lot of the convention center while the classic's going on. So for Friday and Saturday, it's going to be set there on display for the community and all the anglers and families to come see and pay tribute. It's uh, it's exciting, man. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. It's, uh, it's going to be a great, great event. Cool. But, uh, yeah, man, so that that's going on the following weekend. But, yeah, that Dale Hollow should be. I've never been there, but I've heard a lot of good stories. And, of course, it's anything Paddle and Finn puts on, I've been told, is is just top-notch. They do a good job. Yeah. If, if, if you go to that and have never fished it before, you're going to love it. I mean, the water's beautiful. you got big rock bluffs. you got big rock walls. you got – I mean, it, there's no absence of rock on that lake. I mean, and that's what smallmouth love, and it's got some really nice – uh, feeder streams that run into it that you can get up into it's nice. it's a beautiful lake that's awesome yeah it's a it's a great great section of the country too man it's i'm hoping uh come april it'll be a nice nice getaway to get down there so real quick here there you know a lot of folks don't realize this because you don't talk about it um that much but do you kind of first and foremost um, I mentioned the fact that not that yes, you are a, a United States veteran. Did you retire from the Navy or did you just leave service? No, no, I'm not in the. I wasn't in the Navy. I was it, in the Army. Army? Did yeah. I get that wrong? Yeah, you got it wrong. I, I was going to let it slide. But. I know, right? How in the heck could an Army guy let me get away with that? <laughs> How did I forget that you were? I, I, I thought you were Navy. Man. Boy, did I lose brownie points there. God, I owe you a dinner. That much is certain. At least a dinner and a beer. My uh, goodness. I'm hold you to it. Yes, sir. Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so, Army. Now, so we'll go back to that story. You didn't retire from the Army, did you? Or did you? No? no? Okay. No, I, I was in from uh, 80, 83 to 86. Gotcha. 83 to 86. Nice. Okay. But the biggest thing that I wanted to also bring up that people don't realize about you, sir, is that brother, you're an artist. I mean, you're, you're like a Renaissance man here. Talk to me about the, talk to me about the art that you, that you, you know, that it's a big part of your life, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I'm vice president of a a nonprofit art gallery in Bluefield, West Virginia. Uh, we're kind of a platform or a springboard, if you will, for uh, Appalachian artists. And, uh, you know, it's a depressed area and there's just not a lot of resources for uh, our local artists in those areas to 
you know, get out and get their work seen. So we're kind of a, a meeting gathering place and we, we do art shows for our local artists and just try to give them a, a, a little push out into the, the world of marketing and, and, and where they can do how, how to do like shows and, and stuff like that. Just get them started, you know, and we've That's had a couple huge success stories, but, uh, but yeah, it's a big part of my life. And, uh, you know, since I started fishing, I don't draw much anymore. I, I really don't have time for it, but, uh, I'm dying to put the pencil back to paper as soon as I can. But, uh, brother, that's, that's so important, man. And I'll be the first to say this now. I, I, I am not, uh, artistically inclined on any level, but I have my, one of my brothers is, um, and my daughter, I wish she would pick it back up because she was just a fantastic artist. She's in crafts and such now. She dabbles in that. Doesn't dabble. She actually is pretty serious about it. But mm-hmm. the the importance of humanities, um, you know, in our lives, man, it's, it's what ties our culture together. And most of the people don't even realize how much art in all of its forms plays in our day-to-day life about the things that we hold dear to you know our our culture here in america our roots here in the say in the in the southeast of america or in the west art and culture is you know they go hand in hand and it's so important it sucks that it's the one of the first things that's cut when times get tough man they throw that out and it's like you want to know why we're maybe in some areas that we're losing touch with our you know traditional areas it's because we stop teaching it, you know, to, yeah. to a great degree. Woodworking is the same way. You know, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what I watch some guys, you know, frame and do that's an art to me, a guy that muds good night. That is absolutely an art form, you know, mud and tape yeah. lines. That is not science right there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so it's yeah, you know, I mean, on yeah. any level, it's important, man. And so that's super cool. You got that rolling. Yeah. And you know, back when I was going to school they taught you trades and and nowadays they they don't do that in a lot of schools anymore. No, it's the first programs that are kept. We had, we had horticultural uh, classes. We had, you know, if you want to be a farmer, we had, you know, we had those trades taught to us when we we were growing up and now you don't see that very much. And I think that ties right into the roots of connecting with the outdoors too, man. It's, Um, there's so much, unfortunately in our world today that, that keeps us from engaging the outdoors. It's why the paddle and fin network is so valuable. It's why organizations like Romans and TPO of trying to engage people and get them outdoors. It's why, you know, we exist is to try to get more people to see the value of, of using our resources, our natural resources properly and engaging them and defending them when we need to. And, you know, Kayak fishing is a is one of the most pure, best ways, man, to to get after the sport. I think it's I, I love it. Yeah, it's singular in that that you're by yourself. You you are the master of your own ship, you know, pretty much. And you know, we were talking about the arts, and it's the same with music uh, and and fishing. They're they're linked in that. You know, when you're on the water and, and you're by yourself and there's the, the fog's coming off and all the condition is perfect and you make that perfect cast and you catch that big fish, it just, it takes you somewhere. Yeah, it does. And it's the same way with artists when they, they, they sit down with pe- pencil and paper and they start with nothing, they start building and they start building. And then a lot of times you don't know where it's going, but the, the end product is there and it, and it just, it just releases, you know, that therapeutic I don't know if it's chemicals or what endorphins or what, but it just, it makes you feel good. Same way with music. 
all those things are, are therapeutic, you know, and, and what you do with our veterans and, and, you know, I've seen veterans, you know, that have never been on in a kayak in, in their lives get on a kayak and just, and take two strokes and they're, and they're just like, I, I feel like I'm floating, you know, and you can yeah. see it on their faces, you know? So it's, uh, it's therapeutic and it's there for us to enjoy, but we have to protect those things too. Yeah, man. When, uh, you know, getting the, getting the guys out that have never been and that they seeing, you know, you can always tell too, cause they get in, you know, our super, super stable boats, the unlimited, but they get in and you can tell they're a little tense at first. Yeah. And I get them out there and I let them cast a little bit and they catch that first fish and they completely forget about everything other than getting that fish in there. And then yeah, you see them, you know, those shoulders kind of loosen up a little bit and they settle yeah. in and yeah. dude, they're gone. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to, they've got, got that. This. Yeah. yeah they, they take off on me and I'm like, Hey, hang on a second. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to chase them around, you know, to stay close to them. But yeah, it's a, it's a super cool thing when that hits Jen Nolan joining us here. She says, what's up, Jody? Jen from down in Texas down there. Hi, Jen. I just completed a uh, uh, an interview with her. on. Uh, we're, we're doing a series that will be show airing and uh, coming down the line um, that's uh, focusing on veteran-owned businesses in the fishing industry. So uh, I'm going to try to highlight those. And, of course, Jen being a – she is a Navy vet. I know that. She wasn't yeah. Army. <laughs> but <laughs> – I think John Rapp, I think, told me that you were Army, and I tried to argue with him. I think I should listen to John, and and I owe John probably a dinner now, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What the, he, he was quiet and let me be stupid and everything. Thanks, John. Yeah. Appreciate that, brother. <laughs> he has that way about it. He'll give you just enough rope to hang yourself. Yes, sir. Oh, and I'm a good one for that. Yeah. <laughs> I always tell people, I don't need help screwing up, all right? I'm real good at that. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, you know, so this coming season, man, so you've got Hobie in line, and I assume you're probably doing some KBF events as well, still still running that trail as well. Are those the major two that you're doing? Are you going to jump in any Bassmaster? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I try to uh, support as many of them as I can. Uh, yeah. You know, I started out with KBF, and you know, I, I still love the fish KBF. Uh, but the the Bass Masters, I'm I'm going to be. It took me all the way until I think September of last year to qualify for the championship this uh, ten killer. And I've always wanted to fish ten killer. It's a bucket list place for me. So I, I made I qualified for that. So I'll go fish the championship, and uh, I'll fish. I think I've got four on my schedule this year uh, of the five that they're having i'm gonna fish four of them that's awesome man that is super cool they they do a good job steve owens over there at bass he does a great job running these tournaments and there's just you know kbf kind of laid the groundwork and and you know if you got somebody who lays that groundwork and you get three or four other people involved you know other series and then all the rules and everything they start getting fine-tuned and and now you got all these series are just so fine tuned. I mean, they're all great series now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you can jump in anywhere you want to. Uh, a lot of similarities to it for sure. Yeah. You know, and I'll let, uh, we'll give a little preview here. Actually next Monday when we go live, we got Steve O uh, is going to join us. He's going to be my guest. Nice. Yeah, man, Steve, we love some Steve Owens over here at the all American. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we love Steve. 
Steve, uh, Steve was one that was very forthcoming and working with us on the schedules. He and Josh worked great mm-hmm. together. Cause like we told him, we, we don't want to step on your feet, you know, type deal. We want to make sure that we, our anglers have a chance to fish our events and your events, because a lot of our guys do like to fish the Bassmaster because of the motor thing, yeah. you know, we, yeah. at that time now the Hobie side as well. So it's, uh, I think there's only maybe a couple times where we got events that are similar, but we're in total different areas of the country. So it's like, chances are we wouldn't be taken or hurting each other anyway. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's uh, it's super cool. And we're trying to get Steve to come join us at Kentucky Lake, man. Uh, We're we're going to Kentucky Lake this year. We're going to be dropping in there in June. And we're trying to see if we can reel in Steve to come compete with us. We're like, hey, buddy, you know, jump in the field. Let's go. Kentucky Lake has been fishing really good the last couple of years, man. I mean, it's it's starting to come back pretty good, pretty strong. That's what we heard, and so yep. we started we started talking with them. We knew we wanted to push a little bit. We didn't want to get too far because that's not our turf over there. We stay in the Midwest, right. but this one's still pretty mid. Kentucky Lake's still on the yeah. edge of that Midwest deal, yeah. and uh, those folks over there the, at the Moore's Resort who's setting us up, the folks at the Travel Center in Benton, so nice, man. The people down there are so freaking nice and welcoming. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, we're excited about that event. Should be a lot of fun. Yeah, good place. We'll have to uh, sooner or later, man, with your busy schedule. I know you're you're busier in a one-arm paper hanger, but we're yeah. going to need to try to see if we can reel you into one of these events with us, man. Come hang out. and uh, I, I got to pay good up on that steak dinner I owe you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to, man. I would love to. I just, like you say, I mean, my schedule is so crazy. You know, when I'm making it out, you know, I've got to get the, the Hobies in. I've got to get the Basses in. And this year I kind of – put myself out there a little bit because I wanted to be, I want to finish well in all, all three series this year, if I can, I've been, I've had other things, you know, just distractions, you know, the last couple of years where I haven't been able to really concentrate on, on, on uh, AOI and stuff like that. So this year I'm going to try to concentrate a little more on that, try to do a little better and, and uh, uh, get out there. And, and I, that's why I've got such a busy schedule this year. I'll tell you what I just heard is that a lot of people are in trouble. That's what I just heard. You, you're you're coming. You're getting like for real now. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> hey, I so one old guy to another. We're in our fifties, brother. You yeah. and me. How's the body holding up right now? Things good. I, I'm doing pretty good. I'm good. Doing pretty good. Uh, I've got that. I think I've got golfer and tennis elbow, but right. I, I just keep going. It only hurts for a little while. (laughs) So in my, uh, in my swag pack that I take with me to hotels and camping and everywhere, my travel bag, there is some stuff called, I'm going to mess this name up. Voltaire, I think is the name of it. It's a, it's a, for arthritis and such, because it's usually after day two practice, Mm -hmm. after I have thrown and reeled enough, those hands start to lock up, right? Yep. Brother, I got the the fishing kit from Jody Queen because because of you, I got my those snap readers, those right there. Yep, because of you, I wear those over my sunglasses. I tried finding a pair of sunglasses with bifocals, and I yep. got to tell you, yeah, that's cool in the middle of the day, but when I'm first launching and it's dark, yeah. I could I couldn't see shit. <laughs> like, I need these things back. I so, I yep. Can't do it 
so I, I run them right over my, my Wiley X's every time. That's, uh, you know, that's my, my choice. And then yeah. there was, when I get back to the hotel, man, I got a couple little wrist deals that I throw on that help just yeah. kind of loosen things up for the night and take care of the, the joints, man. It's, it is yeah. not easy being an old guy out there trying to, you know, oh. sling that stuff around. No, Shit yeah. hurts. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. But yeah, you know, I, especially if you're throwing chatterbaits. Oh yeah. Hey Clay, how you doing? Uh, if you're strong, I mean, you're talking two thousand or plus casts a day, you know. If you're, if Easy. you're really on it, you know? and uh, so yeah, moving down to bank is just bam, 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 and you know, at, at the end of the day, and my fingers swell up. But you know, I, I get up the next morning, and once I start yeah. using a little bit, they start getting. But you know, it is what it is. Right. It's like there's no there's no option other other than until I can't do it. Exactly. It's one of the reasons why I actually enjoyed getting away from the trailer and putting my, my unlimited back in the bed of my truck with an extender, because I like guys always ask me, they see my fat old butt trying to get, you know, I getting it up in the truck and they're like, Hey man, you need some help. And I'm like, no, thank no. you. The day I can't get my yak back in my pickup, I'm going to hang it up. Yep. It. But yep. this is good for me to, to go through this and hoist it. It is. And, <laughs> it is. But you're right, man. There's there's no option to stop, so it's just a matter of okay, how do I how do I get these things working? So yeah, you're gonna do it. You're just gonna have to make adjustments, you know, just like anything else. All you guys out there with no gray hair, you have no idea. (laughs) You have a lot to look forward to. Yes, hard on you, man. I mean, you spend ten, twelve hours a day out there uh, pre-fishing, and then you got two eight-hour days of competition, and I mean. A whole week of doing that, that's thousands and thousands and thousands of casts, you know. Dude, have you do you find, Jody, that when you talk to people and you you talk about that, they kinda if they're not familiar with our sport, they kinda look at you with a lifted eyebrow, like, really, dude, you get tired from fishing? Because they think we're just sitting there, you know, <laughs> hanging out, floating yeah. around or whatever. <laughs> they don't yeah. realize the amount of cast and work. I get that a lot from people who don't fish. You know, I mean you know, I seen uh, uh, Marky Edwards, and and you know, if you tell him that, he he understands where you're coming from. You know, but uh, the 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 random person on the street, they was working on the street next to the house one day, and I was I just walked out there and, and was talking to some of the guys, and they looked down the driveway and seen the kayaks, and the guy said, "What what is that on that trailer down there?" And I said, "Look, they're kayaks." <laughs> and he said, "Well, why you got all them stickers on there?" I said, well, <laughs> I do this for a living. And he was like, you fish for a living? I said, yeah. And he he said, oh, I wish I had your job. And it just, it, at first it just kind of runs all over you. And then you, and I just looked at him and I said, buddy, you couldn't follow me around for a week. <laughs> I would kill you in a week. You'd be dead. <laughs> and, uh, you know, but they don't, they don't know. They don't know unless unless you're into this, they have no idea of what you go through out there on the water. I mean, yeah. the guys in the boats do the same thing. Dude, they're out there doing the same thing. 100%. You know, all that casting and moving and and weird positions and stuff like that. I mean, you got to be in some kind of shape in order to do it. Um, yeah. No, you're yeah, you're right, man. And that's I get the I get the same thing when when guys will come to the house like pest control. They'll see my wrap truck and they start asking questions. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is what we do. Uh, you know, I, I explained to them the nonprofit, of course. But it's like, yeah, I also chase fish. That's the other side of it. And they're like, man, I wish I could do that. I'm like, you know, 
it's it you'd probably say that for the first week or two yeah <laughs> after that you know it's like i always you know, tell I, I go ahead i do try to take the time gene and, and explain to people you know about the sport i, I that's one thing i do at all, like boat ramps and and gas stations or wherever they they show an interest in the rig behind the truck you know yep. so i get a lot of people yep. in those scenarios that ask me about fishing and i love to talk about it and i love to tell them you know how you can get into it how you can start but uh you know usually after about the second or third thing i tell them to do they they start getting kind of vacancy signs going off in their eyes and they don't uh, glassing over <laughs> that's too hard I, I just rather just go fishing, I, you know. But uh, but it, I always you gotta kind of have a little bit of a nature. Wherever we compete, I usually run into some younger guys, and you know, and they start talking about this, about you know, trying to take it to the next level, this and that. And the, the one piece of advice, it's similar to advice that I give that I gave when I coached for many years in football, is that you need to ask yourself a question: Are you okay? And can you truly say that you love the grind? Because if getting up at three o'clock in the morning is a problem and going out when it's cold and raining, yeah. And, and unstrapping your boat or unstrapping your rig or getting into stuff when it's dark, it's raining, it's cold. You want to be sitting in the hotel, getting warm, you know, type thing. If that's a challenge to you and then driving for 15 hours to do it again, you know, you got to get that in your head that that's part of that's there. You're going to spend more time doing that than you will doing the fun stuff. <laughs> so you need to make sure that, that you fall in love with the grind. If you are in love with it, then go for it, man. Yeah. But that's, that's a lot of it. Yeah. yeah you know, sure. I mean, there was a couple tournaments in 2021. I think it's 2021. We had uh, a KBF, the 10 down here on the, on the semi chain and usually i mean when you go to florida it, it's you know you're just gonna oh it's gonna be warm but it's not always that way and, and those mornings sitting out there and the ice is freezing in your the eyes of your poles and it, you know it's freezing on your line and, you know uh, and, and you're in florida i mean but that's that's just <laughs> the way it is you know i mean people don't understand that part but the guys yeah that that's- they know it that's got to play with your mind, man. You're sitting down in Florida and you got eyelets freezing up. What the hell? Yep. I know. <laughs> I Did I go to the right place or, or what? <laughs> Am that's I at the right the event? <laughs> this is like the first tournament that I, I believe this is going to be the first tournament in years that I've been in Florida for the opener. And it's been pretty because we usually get something 30 mile an hour winds, you know, 35 degree weather. We usually get something every year, but now I think this one's going to be going to be really nice. Well, let's hope you just didn't hex it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. About my luck. Right. Hey man, yeah. I want to know if you would be willing when we did our last uh, conversation, when we had our last interview, you and I were talking about some stuff off air. And one of the stories that is stuck with me, and I'll tell you, when I went down to, I'll, I'll preface this, when I went to um, Felsenthal Refuge for the All-American Kayak Series last year was a, the site of our um, championship down there. Well, I did some research and I'm like, oh, damn, they got gators. 
You know, and for a northern boy here, look, Gators, I don't, the most thing yeah. I dealt with was an occasional Mr. No Shoulders, right? And I could get away from them. Yeah. But, bro, yeah, there were there were some down there. And then we went in onto Louisiana and saw even more. So I literally, you're going to laugh oh, yeah. at me, I literally stopped by Walmart when I got into town and I got yeah. me a $16.99 machete. And that thing sat yeah. right next to my chair. And I'm like, you know what? You may get me, but by God, it's going to hurt. Yeah. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take something with me. Yeah. The, you yeah. shared a story about an unfortunate situation that you had stumbling into near maybe a bed or something. Would you mind sharing that, man? Because that was, that was, that stuck with me and I'm never going to forget that. <laughs> yeah. When I first started kayak fishing, uh, my my first kayak that I actually fished a tournament out of was a was a regular just a, uh, a Jackson Kusa, and they're only like ten feet long, you know. And uh, I always want. I had an art show in the town of Okeechobee, and I told my wife, I said, you know, after the art show's over with, I'm going to go down and fish Okeechobee, you know, because that's like the bucket list place, you know, that I want to go. And uh, so after the art show was over with, uh, we loaded up and I <clears throat> dropped down to the lake and it was early in the morning. And man, I was all excited, you know, and I, I'll never forget. It. I paddled for about maybe a half a mile from the ramp, you know, and felt this one spot. And I just glided in real easy, you know, I set my paddle in my, in my lap. And I, I was using a, I was using a big black and blue jig. And I'll never forget it. I just guided, glided into this spot, and just as soon as I, I the, the kayak stopped moving, I made a cast, and when that jig hit the water, a 12-foot gator come out right underneath my boat, and he grabbed the side of that kusa, and he's, I had the seat set up in a high position, and his nose went right underneath the seat, and his bottom jaw clamped down on the bottom of the boat, and, of course, I screamed like a little girl, and... Uh, <laughs> He like you to, should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't crack my pants. I, I, I was doing good. But, uh, but he, yeah, he grabbed a hold of me, and I was like, oh, you know, what am I going to do now? And and I had this paddle. It was a bending branches paddle, and it was the graphite ones. And I'd used it in the river and stuff, shoving off banks so much. I mean, the edge of it was just really sharp. But I tried to – I grabbed my paddle, and I tried to push him off, and he wouldn't turn loose. And I just took that paddle and I slid it across his eye and it busted his eyeball because it just, it just went and he turned loose of me. And so when he turned loose of me, I turned, got out of there. And I mean, it was, it was paddling just as hard as I could paddle. And it, and it, Faster and, than any man in the history of time. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I was moving down to there. That little coosa had never seen speed like that. <laughs> But I, I was cruising down through there. I got about 40 yards down through there, and I turned around and looked to see if he was chasing me or anything. And I I could see that jig. It was a half-ounce jig, and it was only hitting about every five feet. It ran off, it ran off all my line on my on my reel and got down to the, the school, and it was going tick, tick, tick. <laughs> Man, I was moving. But, uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I, if I hadn't hit that thing perfect and, and hit him in the eye, I don't know if he'd ever turn loose of me. Or if he'd have grabbed me from the back. That could have been bad. Oh, he would have thrown me right out. 
but yeah. he didn't. He hit me perfectly sideways. I mean, just T-bone me. But I figured out, I mean, where I stopped, I had to stop. I stopped right on top of him. Yeah. Right. You know, his head was just had to be right there off the side of my boat wherever I stopped. And it was just one of them, one of the million things. And I called the FWC, the, uh, the Wildlife Commission down here, and I, and I told them, I reported it. And she said, oh, my, she said, well, you're lucky to be alive. I said, well, yeah. I said, do you get very many reports like that in a year? And she said, we get about two a year. Wow. And I said, well, I said, well, if you get, uh, if you want to get rid of this one, you'll it'll be easy to find. He's only got one eyeball. And <laughs> she said, are you serious? I said, yeah. I said, I'm serious. He's only got one eyeball. I've never been back to Okeechobee. I don't care if I have to go back to Okeechobee. <laughs> they can have Okeechobee. <laughs> I pulled back into the ramp and my wife, she thought I caught a big fish because I come back so early. And she said, I'm going to go get the camera. And I said, bring the van. I'm out here. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> yeah, I'm well, done. you know, and, and chances are you okay, rolled up next, next to a nest or something more than likely. You got too close and that you probably couldn't see so it, it because, yes, I mean, not for nothing, they're not an aggressive yeah, and they're not an aggressive species by nature. They're they're pretty much leave me alone, you know, yeah. type thing. But yeah, you just certain times of the year, man. You don't you don't. We're we are on the on the menu. Yeah, good. Yeah, st- yeah. We're not the apex predator when we're around them unless we have a gun. You know? Exactly. It's uh, you know, it's not a fair fight. <laughs> exactly. Clay put something up here that uh, on that last topic, we love the grind, have the passion, and stay true to your goals. Absolutely, brother. Couldn't agree more. That's uh, that's a solid, Clay's good dude, man. Solid uh, advice there for guys out there. Well, Jody, listen, man, I can't thank you enough for stopping by here, taking time out of your week. I'm going to let you get back to it, brother. You got a week to get ready for there. Um, and I can tell you from the entire True Patriot Outfitters of Romans Warrior Foundation, we love you dearly, man. And we are rooting for you out there. Um, we'll Thank be following did. along anytime that we can do any, you know, if any cool news coming up with your sponsors, anything along those lines, and we can help in any way, please know that we are here for you. And uh, yeah, Thank man, this did. is, uh, it's going to be exciting to watch you get after it. I, I, I'm looking forward to it, and I really appreciate you having me on, Gene. I always enjoy talking to you, man, and, and being on here is, is wonderful. I just I love sharing stuff with people, and I just, uh, I'm just i looking forward to this week, and I hope you're right. I hope I get out there and, and just smash them, but I just want to have a good time uh, more than anything. So. I was going to say, you just go out, be you, do what you do, and ha- make sure exactly. you're having fun in there, and yep. the rest of these suckers is in trouble. That's all I'm, I'm not betting against you. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I hope you're right. <laughs> well, hang out for me after this, Jody. We'll catch up sure. after we, we cut from this. Folks, listen, we can't thank you enough. This has been an amazing first episode for us here with our man, Jody Queen. Go check him out. Make sure you're subscribing to his channels out there as well, at Jody Queen Fishing. You can catch him on Instagram, catch him YouTube, catch him on uh, uh, Facebook, of course, all the stuff. I don't, I don't know. Are you a TikToker and tweeter as well or no? I don't do TikTok. Uh, yeah. I'm on YouTube and uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Threads. Perfect, perfect. So go hit him up out there, folks. That's a great way to support. It's just following along and uh, give a bigger audience that uh, that helps with things. And, of course, with us here, Paddle and Finn, 
at the True Patriot Romans Warrior Foundation. Hit us on YouTube. Hit us on Facebook. A subscribe and a like goes a long, long way for us to get this message out there. We're going to keep doing this, connecting the world of the outdoors and, and our nation's war fighters. That's a, that's a big deal for us. And uh, I think that's about it, man. I, I really do. So let's go ahead and roll this thing out of here. Tight lines, everybody. See you guys on the water. Be safe.